Hi, my name's Rob Scott from UC Today, and welcome to another monthly edition of our Microsoft Teams news update. I'm joined by Tom Abuthnot, UC Solutions Architect, Microsoft Certified Master and MVP. Welcome, Tom. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, dealing dealing with lockdown and uh, kids running around okay. I managed to shut myself away for, for half an hour to record the pod. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, we are in the middle of lockdown still, so it's uh, it's a very funny time for us, isn't it? Uh, I don't know where the funniest word actually, but using with these backgrounds we've got on today, I think it's going to be a fun session. So yeah, bringing bring a bit of colour to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've got a whopper of an update this month. Uh, lots, lots happened in the past few weeks. Uh, it's, it just amazes me how how many things Microsoft managed to do in a month. But um, how about we get started with the headlines, Tom? What, what's top of the list for you this month? Yeah. So the, as you say, there's been a lot going on this month. I mean, Microsoft have been reacting to the the crazy load on Teams as everybody's working from home, but they've also been pushing out a, a ton of updates both kind of features and functionality and also um, for extra kind of security and control over meetings as, as meetings have been used in more situations like particularly in education uh, a number of features are coming to help teachers using teams to remotely teach um, but right top of the list for me in terms of uh, potential kind of industry impact is microsoft 365 business voice and that is a new SKU, a new license that that SMBs can buy, so that's sub 300 seats in Microsoft language, that partners can sell, which bundles Teams as a telephony platform, Teams for PSD and conferencing from Microsoft, and either a calling plan, which is a user phone number and minutes from Microsoft, or a partner can bundle their own calling plan service, so their direct routing service. And, and this provides a one simple way for an SMB to buy phone system calling plans and conferencing all in one hit and allows partners to resell that as a single license as well. So Tom, to the layman, that is a full Microsoft Teams phone system and collaboration platform ready to go for a small business up to 300 users, correct? Yes, so so by default you get a license for Teams for uh, VoIP meetings and VoIP calling and chat and everything else. This license adds on the phone system, the phone number, the PSDN conferencing. Um, previously you would have to buy those as separate licenses or jump right up to Microsoft's high-level licensing E5. Um, but this just makes a really nice, easy way for SMBs to purchase it, but more importantly for partners that service SMBs to sell it in a kind of single SKU model. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And where is it available, Tom? Uh, so it's worldwide. So previously it was limited to UK, Canada and US, but now it's worldwide. The only interesting exception is Australia. So Microsoft have a deal with um, Tata in Australia uh, and it seems like that means that they're not selling this in Australia, but everywhere else it is available. Great stuff. Well, I'm sure we're going to see more on that. I mean, and oh, it's uh, Tel Tel Telstra in Australia. Sorry, not Tata. Got the wrong T. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, Telstra and the major network out there, aren't they? Yeah. So, wow. So lots for the small business there, and up to 300 users. So yeah, that's that's a you know a great fit for a lot of businesses here in the UK, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. I think if you look at hosted VoIP and hosted telephony and hosted conferencing, 
actually lots of the big enterprises are moving away from on-prem to cloud right now for sure but the bulk of the market i would bet is in that 300c and below area so this provides a really compelling reason for partners to push that as an offer to those type of customers and from my experience that type of customer are more likely to be kind of sold to and serviced as opposed to go out and choose their solution so uh, for the other vendors in that space it'll be interesting to see if this adds a bit of competitive pressure where teams as a phone system becomes more of a default yeah absolutely okay so moving on what's next on on the list uh, what's uh, what microsoft been doing to kind of make the experience a little bit more fun yeah so uh, I, I guess top of the list by demand is uh, background images so clearly part of this uh, working from home thing is uh, Zoom usage has, has blown up. And one of the features people love from Zoom is changing their image on the background. So now Microsoft have that feature rolling out. We're, we're both running it now. Uh, it's a nice one uh, in that it's really fun, but it also encourages people to use video because they're often nervous about showing their room or their whatever their background. So now they can replace it with a nice image. Yeah. That's a really good point as well, isn't it? Because we are letting people into our homes, aren't we, as remote workers? And that not everyone's going to be comfortable with that. So, yeah, that is a really good point. And there are some uh, uh, things that you can do with custom backgrounds coming, coming through as well, where you can upload your own and uh, potentially even augment things on, on, on the experience as well going forward. Yeah, interestingly, right now there's a preset uh, set of images that Microsoft have kind of vetted and approved, but you can go and find where they're stored um, in Teams and change them out for your own. At some point, there will be an ability to upload your own. Um, typical Microsoft, it's kind of security and control first, so they're not going to add that upload feature until admins can control it. So right now, you can do it on the back end um, if you if you want to know how and dig through, um, but there will be some ability to upload custom images, or maybe you'll have corporately approved images like just the, the company background for example yeah great stuff well you know certainly important to keep up with zoom because zoom are flying at the moment and uh, it's a it's a pretty standard feature they've had for quite a while now so yeah great that microsoft's got that too uh, what's next on the list yeah and another another meeting feature that's come up that again has been a, a big ask is hands up uh, so really uh, simple feature when you're attending in a meeting often it can be hard to jump in. Um, as you use video conferencing more and more, you kind of get used to actually just being okay with jumping into the conversation. But particularly when you're new to it, you feel like you can't jump in. So you can now press a button that puts a virtual hands up and on the presenter's view, they can see someone raise their hand and who's waiting to talk. So that feature's rolling out now. And uh, yeah, it's been a big ask again from users. Yeah, and it is annoying when people talk over each other, but it is kind of, you know, it's normal, is it? I mean, a lot of people don't weigh in to be spoken to. They, they, they talk over each other. And there's always someone in the room that's trying to kind of take control. Yeah, so. you, with video, you have the visual cues. So obviously that that's a big deal. And, and as you get more and more people in the meeting, you have less of those visual cues. When you use this stuff a lot, you get used to leaving pauses when you present. So you're like, I'll, I'll pause for breath. I've said a lot anybody jump in um, but for people uh, particularly larger meetings this is a good way to see oh look there's five different people waiting now Bob what do you want to say Sarah what did you want to say Jack what did you want to say it's quite handy yeah absolutely and et etiquette is important you know no matter whether you're in a live meeting or a remote meeting but uh... we've been talking about this a lot on modality because we've got customers who are suddenly onboarding 100% and just not being used to using video first by default or screen sharing like real things that we consider absolutely basic like training users on 
you can share your screen and show a document like it there's a there's a wide range of use of this technology from people who really use it every day to are just using it for the first time yeah absolutely and, and there's been a lot of hoo-ha around microsoft's uh, res relatively restrictive kind of windows or screen or because we can only have four at the moment right yeah, video layouts. Yeah, that's a, that's been a really big one. Um, again, there's something that Zoom uh, does well is they can put lots and lots of people on the screen concurrently. Uh, Microsoft are now rolling out three by three. That tends to hit the majority of meetings, particularly enterprise meetings. You rarely have that many people unless you're in a broadcast scenario. So that's a big step forward. But one of the product managers at Microsoft has said there's more coming as well. Um, so something we hear in Edu is I want to see my entire class, which might be 20 people, for example, um, or sometimes execs like to see how all the people they're presenting to are reacting. So they like to see more people on screen. So three by three rolling out now, um, expect later in the year, I expect that it to increase uh, in line with what some of the competitors can do. Great stuff. Well, I, I look forward to that too, because we're a small business, but there's more than four people in the business. So it's quite annoying not being able to just see everyone when we have a like an all hands session. Yep. Um, hmm. Well, looking forward to that one. What's next? Uh, what have you got on the list? You got the list in front of you there. <laughs> I've got improved meeting uh, join web page. Oh, yeah, this is a, a little one, but again, another nice one. So Microsoft have cleaned up the meeting join page. So when you click a link to join a Teams meeting, at the moment, you get a nice big Teams logo and a join web app or join with the browser. Um, they've cleaned it up to three options. So it's very clear you can join in a browser without any plugins. You can launch the, the actual full Teams client. And when you launch the Teams client, it downloads and pushes you into the meeting. So um, again, just user feedback, like this page needs to be cleaner, simpler, easier. Uh, nice, nice addition there. Yeah, and just on the the kind of web experience, is it, you know, are most people using Microsoft Teams as a kind of uh, downloadable addition or, you know, are they using it through web? Is it is it feasible that you can actually access, you know, all the features through the web now? Yeah, so if you're running uh, Chrome or Chromium Edge, it's a fully fledged experience, audio, video, desktop sharing. If, if you're using Teams all day, every day, it's probably better to have the, the full fat client. There are some minor abilities in the client that are there that aren't there in the web experience. But for a meeting join, somebody who doesn't have a Teams account, it's perfectly valid to use the web. And quite often when people are joining our meetings who aren't Teams users, I'll direct them to use the web join, just so they don't have to faff around with installing a client. Well, that is good to know. Okay, great stuff. Uh, new IP phone firmware. Uh, yeah, this is a interesting one. So last firmware we had was in February. One of the main things there is we're getting uh, speed dials or favorites on, on the screen, which is something that users really request. Uh, custom ringtones, another big user request, and also managing delegates straight from the phone. So these are all things you could do in the Teams client, but you couldn't do on the IP phone. They're now going to be directly in the phone. Um, the other one that's interesting is uh, dialing speed dials. It seems like a really basic feature, um, but Microsoft added, uh, not sorry, not speed dials, um, short codes like extension dialing. So Microsoft added this ability in Teams, you can dial four digits. Um, lots of users still want to do that on IP phones. So now when you dial the four digits, it will auto dial rather than you having to press the dial button after dialing your four digits or your five digit extension. Oh, that's cool. Very useful. And another, you know, user experience improvements. So. Fantastic. Uh, well, related to that, we've got direct media optimization. Tell us more about that. 
Yeah, it's a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, this is a, so Microsoft have a model called direct routing where you can bring your own carrier and bring your own session border controller. And that's been around for quite a long time. And it's very, very popular. It unblocks Teams phone system to be used, any carrier anywhere in the world, interrupt with existing PBXs. Uh, two things that customers wanted to do, they wanted to be able to have a, an SBC on a branch site that didn't have any local breakout for internet so it just had maybe an isdn and an old school phone system um, but they wanted to put a gateway in to run on that isdn so users could make phone calls from that side but not put a firewall in an internet connectivity to get back to microsoft so previous to this release your sbc had to be able to talk directly to microsoft there had to be an ip route from that sbc to the microsoft cloud now you can put that sbc in and pair it with another SBC that can talk to Microsoft. So it doesn't have to have a direct route. So this unblocks lots of branch sites where they've got ISDN, they've got an old school phone system, they want to swap in Teams, but they don't want to have a direct route through firewalls and proxy to that SBC on that customer site. Great. So just ultimately making that you know, hybrid world a little bit easier yeah definitely just allowing the uh the really it's large enterprise like that have those sites that don't have easily routable internet for that site like not that they can get directly to microsoft um but do want to be able to have a spc on that site because they want to keep isdn connectivity great great stuff and all this that we've mentioned so far is available within that new business voice uh, skew on microsoft uh within the microsoft catalog now yeah, yeah, there's no feature difference between the, the business and the enterprise editions in terms of this stuff. So even if you're at the uh, SMB SKU, you can still have all these direct routing features, all the meetings features. Great stuff. OK, so I read this next one and I was very, very surprised at this. So I'm keen to understand why Microsoft have done this. But there is a new consumer version of Microsoft Teams coming out. Is that true? Yeah, this is really interesting. So obviously Microsoft owns Skype Consumer, um, and actually they released some figures that Skype Consumer is still super active. I, I don't see it anymore in any of my circles, but uh, globally Skype Consumer is still used. Um, but they're now releasing an option for in the Office 365 Home Editions, which are like the, the, the personal versions, to have Teams. And they're kind of aiming at a kind of a prosumer crowd, like I can organize my family holiday on teams or keep up with my uh, personal home schedule with all the kids sports activities uh, i think it's a bit of an extreme user case i don't know that i can see many people using it uh, for that scenario um, but it's part of microsoft's office 365 offer it doesn't really cost them anything to bundle it in as a consumer option so i think they're putting it on the table to see if, if consumer uptake is strong for it yeah interesting i mean just that you know, bring in the community. We've seen it with Zoom recently with the, the consumers come, you know, using these business platforms for virtual hangouts and you know, parties and, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think meetings is definitely a really strong use case. And that, that's where maybe it comes in is like people do like simple, secure virtual meetings and Teams has no time limits on sessions, no attendee limits. Um, so stuff like that might tip people in the consumer world to use that for their family get together rather than Zoom or something else that might have like Zoom free has an attendee limit and a session time limit. If you've got teams, you've, you haven't got those limits potentially. Mm, interesting time to release that as well during lockdown when, you know, we are all working remotely and, and socializing remotely as well. So great stuff. Uh, next up, we've got live events. Uh, some, some improvement there. 
Yeah, a couple of things that are coming in live events. So live events are Microsoft's broadcast scenario where they set up a meeting and you can have thousands of people. Um, what's new there is they're now in preview supporting up to 100,000 people in a meeting. Um, that's designed for an organizational meeting as opposed to a public meeting. So I would presume Microsoft have been asked by some of these big corps that they need to do broadcast scenarios for more than 10,000 people now because again, global issues happening we want to broadcast to everybody at the same time and tell them what's going on um, so that's a really big jump from 10,000 to up to 100,000 users um, also also they've added the ability or they're adding I should say it's rolling out at the moment the ability to stream in system audio so you can play a meeting uh, play a video on your uh, your PC while you're in a meeting and it will stream the audio of that video through to the meeting so uh, another feature that people have been asking for when they're in big events they want to show a clip with sound into the meeting. Wow, that, I mean that ten times ten times the capacity. I mean, imagine the traffic that that causes on the internet. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it uses the Azure's content delivery network, so it's the same network that they like stream the Olympics and stuff through. So the Azure capacity is there anyway, sort of thing. Um, if you're an enterprise you're usually worried about your local site getting uh, flattened. So if you've got 3,000 people and they all join a stream, it's it's not uh, broadcast, it streams uh, each stream one-to-one, -one. but you can overlay a few different uh, technologies, Hive, Collective, uh, Ramp, that add uh, boxes on the site that rebroadcast so you don't swamp your internet connection. Uh, so there are ways to deal with that to kind of maximize your site with thousands of users, not each pulling a single stream for that video. Got it. Well, I'm glad those tools exist. Wow. Okay, so next up, uh, Yammer Communities. What's happened there on the Yammer app? Yeah, this was uh, uh, launched or, or shown a while ago. I think we talked about it in the pod a while ago, but now it's uh, generally available. And it's the ability to have an app for Yammer in Teams. So Yammer is enterprise social, work out loud, virtual water cooler, kind of uh, async chat across the whole org, so like Facebook for work kind of thing, but Microsoft's version. Um, and Teams is really focused more on getting your job done, project focused. The idea is that some users want to have the Yammer experience, but have it in a single pane of glass, so they can bring that Yammer app into Teams, stay living in Teams, but flip to Yammer within Teams. Okay, so that's interesting. So you can now essentially just have Yammer within that within that pane of pane of glass. Yeah, so 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 modality use Yammer and we use Teams. Like everything customized, project wise is in Teams. Everything that's sort of office gossip and what's going on in the industry and what have you heard is, is Yammer because it's out loud. The whole 150 people around the world can get access to it, and I don't need to lock it down in any way. Um, but you do find there's a there's a bunch of people that do actively like enterprise social and use Yammer, and there's a bunch of people that it doesn't come to mind. So having it in Teams as a tab, as a, an app, might just be like, oh, I'll spend five minutes checking out what's going on in Yammer. They're not having to app switch. Um, it's a bit of a religious debate uh, internally about I like having multiple screens and multiple apps, and I can have all the things going on at once versus I'm a I'm focused on a single thing at once, and I'd like to stay in Teams, and I do my OneNote editing Teams, my Word editing Teams, and my Yammer in Teams. So you've got both options on the table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, good, good. Let's move on to the next one then. Uh, security and control improvements. Uh, tell us more about that. 
Yeah, there's been a, a whole load of little uh, kind of feature changes and feature additions to Teams. And a lot of this is uh, obviously a lot of the Zoom stuff that's kicked off in the industry about uh, random joiners and stuff. Microsoft are just tightening up some of their best practices, the defaults on Teams. Um, but also Teams have been rolling out really aggressively into education. Uh, and so teacher and student scenarios where students might be inclined to see what they can do, like, uh, oh, I'm a presenter, I can mute my fellow students, or I can kick people out of meetings, that kind of thing. Um, so these these were things that were already in Teams that Microsoft have changed some of the defaults. So the first one is they're hiding PSDN phone numbers of joiners from other external joiners. So previously, everybody could see the remote party's phone number when they joined the meeting, but now only presenters or organizers can see that. So just a little bit of tidy up for hiding data. Microsoft are defaulting to having the lobby on. So users can still choose to turn it off for their meeting, but they're moving to a model where anybody external or anybody on PSDN hit a lobby and then the organizer or the presenter has to admit them um, so previously that would be off by default and they would just bypass but now it's turning to on by default um, microsoft have given a new option to set default presenters so again this is really an education thing they'll set the teachers as default presenters and the students as default attendees so that they don't have to on a per meeting basis think about that so much they'll just be like teachers present and students join um, they are restricting who can start a meeting in some scenarios. So again, they can restrict it to teachers can kick the meeting off. Um, and also there's an end meeting button. So teachers can enforceably end the meeting and it kicks everybody out. Uh, and these are all features that Teams has been built as a collaboration platform primarily. So the first mode was everybody gets together and it doesn't really matter who starts the meeting. It doesn't really matter where it finishes because we're all collaborating. But in these teaching scenarios or external event scenarios, it's a bit more important to have just the presenters have control of who can mute, who can present. The presenters can start the meeting, the presenters can end the meeting. So tidying up some of that control around a meeting experience. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's just it's kind of straight how versatile the Microsoft Teams is, isn't it? You know, being used for classroom environments, etc. And it's it's great to see uh, them come through this, with these features. So it's amazing to see the pace they've come with them as well. They've clearly been reacting to the feedback, and um, we know. I mean, they've done some public blogs about it. They are very focused on supporting all the different organizations through this massive change in how we work uh, i've been super impressed to see from feedback to feature rolling out has been as fast as i've ever seen it with things like the hands up and the end meeting those came out very very fast yeah absolutely great to see um microsoft teams rooms now support modern authentication yeah, this is a bit bit techy techy, but worth knowing. Um, so Microsoft Room systems are Windows-based systems for joining meetings. Uh, they used to support a kind of standard authentication, but now they support a higher level of authentication and authorization. So um, there's a blog with all the techy techy details in, but lots of orgs have a really high standard of how they do authentication and and, and encryption and sign in and all those kind of things. This unblocks some of those modern abilities on the MTRs, which previously couldn't do it. Fantastic. And last but not least, breakout rooms uh, coming soon, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, this just this just dropped as news. Um, so again, another one. Um, other platforms have this feature. So it's the ability to say someone's uh, in a teaching scenario, a particular student has a question. You can click and break into a separate side meeting to have a one to one or one to three or whatever with those people and jump back into the main meeting. Uh, so Microsoft have officially said that's in the works as well. Great stuff. Well, it's certainly level in the playing field in terms of features with other um, platforms that do offer that breakout feature as well. And we're at, I mean, this has been such a fantastic update. Tom. I mean, this is just epic, isn't it? I mean, there's so much happening in, in the world of Microsoft Teams right now. So yeah, thanks it's, for it's crazy before when we were prepping before we hit record, like 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 it's a, a ridiculous amount of features in a month and a month to month. We just have more and more to talk about. So, yeah, it's nice to see the pace going out and uh, I'm sure come around next month we'll have even more to talk about yeah absolutely hey tom it's always a pleasure talking to you thanks once again for joining me and sharing another you know massive teams uh, update <laughs> with our audience yeah no thanks rob yeah looking forward to next month and uh, yeah we'll talk soon if anybody's got any feedback on the show or what we've covered we'd love to hear that too yeah absolutely and thanks to everyone for tuning in uh, if you've enjoyed today's session don't forget to give us a quick like or a share and if you would like more information on Microsoft Teams, do visit Tom's blog at tomstalks.blog. Uh, and we'll be back again next month with more Microsoft Teams news. Thanks for watching.